Yo, 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 what up, bro? Hey, hey, what's up, my man? What you doing? I just was calling to tell you I think you're awesome. Oh, that's awesome of you. But really, it's you that's awesome. No, man, I'm the one who called you, so that means you're the awesome one. No, 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 man. Okay, there's like Zach Galifianakis hangover awesome, and then there's Zach Galifianakis out cold awesome. You are freaking out cold awesome. Okay, all right, listen, I appreciate that's super flattering, but I'm, I'm telling you, I called you to tell you that you are fucking awesome. Oh, hello. Welcome, guys. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be in charge of all of it. Yeah, this is your episode, baby. <laughs> this is all you today. I know, but I got to have my backup still. <laughs> I'm your co-host today. You're my lead. I'm your um, co-host. Anyways, yes, welcome. Uh, April here. How are you? How I'm, we doing? I'm, I'm great. taking over your role. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's fun. <laughs> I like it. Good, good. Yeah, welcome to the... The Be Fucking Awesome Show. Yes, welcome. Um, today we are doing our, what do we call it? April's Crime Time, right? Yes. I think that's what that's what we're going with right now. Yeah, I think that sounds good. So, you know, well, yeah, just rolled off from that. Um, yeah, do you want to BS at all or just get into it? Want I mean, to... we, you know, we've, we've been going off and doing uh, <clears throat> our interviews and stuff like that, which has been awesome. Yes. We've had some really cool interviews that are coming up here in the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, when we first started this, you wanted to do a true crime podcast, which I thought would be awesome. But then we kind of took it the other extreme and went with the be fucking awesome model. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we kind of settled on that you were going to be doing your little passion project with a true crime episode every few episodes. So. Yeah, yeah. No, and I love the way our podcast, the direction it ended up going, because I, sometimes I see very small pictures, <laughs> but like you, you know, with it, with creating it together in your brain being involved too, like it just became this whole bigger even picture, which I do love, but yeah. I am really excited to do a little crime here and there because it does, it is one of my, my obsessions. I guess like it could be a passion, super obsession, but super obsessed. It's so good though. it's good. Yeah, to, it's good yeah. to switch things up. Everyone loves to hear about other people, but this is just a different type of that. So yeah. And there's a lot, I think there's a lot of crime podcasts out there. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff, but, um, so it's nice. I feel like that we're not just very specific. Exactly. So we can do whatever we want. Cause we're fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but that's, uh, yeah. So that's where we're at today. Um, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm nervous about this just because I am not a very organized proper, not proper, but sticking on task and at hand type of person. So bear with me, everybody, <laughs> like finishing my sentences <laughs> and staying on track. I like to wing a lot of shit and just go for it. But I, you know, something like this, you want to have your facts and you want to have it laid out so you can tell a story. So hopefully, hopefully I've done, done this person justice and the story justice. So anyway, so I, yeah, I just figured we'd get started. Um, I kind of just laid this out as if maybe I would want to hear it. I think everybody has their own little ways of doing it. I think when I look back at some, some crime, you know, they kind of all have their way they start their stories, how they tell it, if they go with the crime first, if they go with the background, if they do this, you know, that, um, so yeah, I just kind of went with it today. I just figured I would start out with, so I, yeah, I'm just, I was trying to think of how, um, I guess I can just start with her name and kind of what it's about, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you've never heard about it. 
Maybe I haven't. That's why I'm waiting to hear about it. <laughs> I know. I just don't know how, if we could, should call it a name. So some people might have heard this called the mailbox murder or, um, I mean, there hasn't really been a lot of names for it. It's not as big as I thought it was. I'm kind of glad because um, I think that something like this story needs to be told over and over and over again as many, you know, as many places as possible. Absolutely. Um but uh, yeah, so this one is the story of, so it is the death of Jessica Renee Johnson. Um, I am going to say it's a murder, but it has been um, officially, it's still an open death investigation as we, as we speak. Um, her death was, however, ruled on a birth, uh, death certificate that it was a suicide. Mm. So suicide um, with asphyxiation. So that kind of leads a little it's little backstory weird. into it. So, but it is still open, so it's not closed, which can also kind of be like, well, that's interesting. If you know her death has already been filed, what it is. So, um, I'll just tell yeah, I'll just start off telling a little bit about her and kind of like her past and just kind of get into the story of it. So, it. Jessica Renee Johnson, uh, she was born um, August thirtieth, nineteen seventy nine. Um, she was 37 when, um, when she, I guess I don't know what the word is cause I'm not, I'm not going to throw out they're killed because we don't know, but when she died, when she died, there you go. So yeah. 37 years old when they found her, um, she's from a small town called Horn Lake, Mississippi. Um, from what I could gather, there is not a whole lot of information out there. Like I was saying, there's, there's like a few articles of this and I don't know, you know, why, why it doesn't seem to be picked up even further, but maybe we can have our opinions about that later as we talk about it. But um, from what I know, she was uh, lived with her mom and dad, David and Linda Johnson. She does have a younger sister named Kayla. Um, from what I know, childhood was good. The parents, you know, still together. Um, all of her family and really good friends said that she was just a very, very happy, smiley, life for the party kid. Um, you know, into teenagehood as well as adulthood. Um, one thing that really stands out, if you guys end up seeing her photo and, and seeing pictures or just end up looking her up by her name, she is like one of the most gorgeous people I have ever seen in the history of this planet. <laughs> like, she's one of those where no matter what photo you see of her, you're like, you know, you think that she's some world famous model and stuff. Anyway, so she's super gorgeous. So you can just tell she has that spirit. She's super smiley in every single one of her photos, just kind of full of life. Um, and she does have, let's see, yeah, so her friends, yeah, said she was just a, an awesome, beautiful soul. She did end up having two kids. She has a daughter that was eight years old at this time and a son that was 19. Um, I don't really, I couldn't find much about maybe the history of the father of those children or kind of like past kind of relationships. And I'm bringing this up cause it'll make sense in a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, but she did end up having, you know, two kids and, um, not quite sure kind of how that went on or her relationships went on. But in 2017, she moved back with her parent to her parents' house. Um, what I could find is there was a time where she lived in Tennessee. So I don't know if she, you know, moved and had her children and was doing that for a while and then just decided that she was um, trying to get kind of her life back together and just kind of get back together, put back together. Um, and so she moved in with her parents back to Horn Lake, Mississippi in 2017. There was speculation. So she did have a little bit of history, I guess, of abusing 
pills. So, you know, people will just say drugs. Um, I don't know why I feel like I need to get specific, but you know, she apparently had a Xanax, um, type of problem, but, um, I guess that's been back and forth. And, um, when she moved home, she had been clean and she like, that was part of, you know, getting put back together. And, um, but she did have that history. Um, now everybody did say too, though, that no matter what she was doing in her life, her kids came first, no matter what. And I actually hopped on her Facebook page cause she still has a Facebook page up and every single one of her pictures that she has posted is like of her and her kids, some sort of picture. So it kind of like, I don't know, I can get a vibe even off social media. It sounds dumb, but I can get a vibe for people's kind of life or how they are or who they are, you know? what they, what they share and post and stuff like that. So anyways, she did seem like she was a very much so, um, with it mother, but some people can also put on a really good act and some people might not really know the true person, even if they are family. So either way, she did move back trying to get, um, back on her feet and so forth. But of course she happens to meet a guy named Garland Hart um, kind of hung out with the rough crowd. He was from what the people say was a drug dealer, you know, lived at the house, sold them, dealt them, basically did them, um, just a party house. So kind of got back into a crowd where I'm assuming she probably wasn't sober for very long, whether or not she even was to begin with moving back home or if that's what she was trying to avoid, but either way she did get back into it. Now they did make comments about how previous this guy some people say, like the mom and dad said, oh, she never, she was so picky about guys and so picky about who she let into her life and who she hung out with and dated. Um, but then, then you'll have like a friend and her sister say, well, yeah, but like the last two boyfriends she had were very abusive, um, you know, emotionally and physically and very narcissistic, um, just, uh, type of people like personality wise. So it's kind of like back and forth again. I don't know if sometimes our family knows as much about us as as that what's really going on or if we're able to be fake about it and and be able to kind of hide what's happening so but um she apparently have had this pattern starting where she was not with the best of people um and so she meets this guy and she becomes very obsessed with him and people kind of explain it as one of those like she you know wants to heal people she's such she just wanted to you know heal any of the guys that she's with or or whatnot. Um, but he, from what I had read, he, um, did have a, like a heroin, a heroin problem. So that kind of, kind of like a deeper, deeper, darker drug. Um, and she apparently had helped him a few times with that. And like, with like, I don't know, they were like, well, she was really nice and like helped him when he OD'd. And I'm thinking that ain't, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's nice of her, but <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it is what it is. And, and she had her reasons or, you know, like I said, nobody really knows truly what she was feeling inside or like, you know, her battles and what she did and, you know, the battles that she had in her life with herself. But either way, she was with him and um, he lived at a house with a friend. Um, I could not find this guy's name anywhere. Um, there wasn't, like I said, there's not a lot of reports and stuff on this, but I did overhear it on um, a podcast. Oh, and we will, I will be putting, um, all the information of all these places that I've gotten any of this info from. We'll be listing that too. So you guys can check that out. But, um, I had heard that his name was Jesse. So I may be going with that, but, um, 
some of the news reports were saying that, they, that he wouldn't give his name and he didn't want it out there and so forth. But anyways, this Gar- Garland had lived with him. So basically Garland's house, but the homeowner is the friend who actually owns the home. And apparently that's like the party house. That's like the house that everybody knows about that has a lot of the activity going on. And um, that's just where like everybody hung out for that type of stuff. Um, now it was Wednesday, let's see, Wednesday, May 31st, um, she left her house, like with her, you know, lived with her parents and her kids and was, said she was going shopping with Garland to, they actually went to like a specific thrift store or whatnot. And, um, that was kind of the last time at that moment that her mom had talked to her. Her mom had did say that it was kind of weird because generally, even when she's gone, if she's gone for a few days or however long, she'll, she'll sometimes even just like ping her location in a message or just say, you know, Hey, I'm here tonight or, or just something. It's never really like a full explanation or a phone call, but it's usually at least letting her, her mom know where she's at. So she hadn't that night, um, but a friend had also known that she was going over to that friend, to Garland's friend's house, to Garland's house, because they, the Jessica had asked her friend if she wanted to go. And the friend was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't hang out with those kind of people. Like, I don't want to go to that house. I don't like that house. And so that's how we all kind of know that she wound up at that house. Um, but Thursday, the first, so that's June 1st. Um, she did end up FaceTiming her daughter and mom at some point during the middle of the day or whatnot. So they didn't end up hearing from her and the phone call from what I read, did not seem like anything was wrong. She had just said that she was going to be home soon and it was just kind of like the normal, Hey, like I said, there was no reports of it being like suspicious or her acting anything. Um, but what we did learn is that a little bit after that, or, you know, the time frame isn't exact, but it seems like it happened a little bit later on in the day, like early evening, um, Jessica's friend got a phone call of Jessica was in a bathroom crying and hysterical saying, you know, you got to get me out of here. He's going to kill me. Um, I got, in a, you know, I got in a fight with Garland and he's freaking out on me and I've got to get out of here. You've got to come pick me up. So her friend came. And, um, from what I can speculate, the friend, you know, made it to the driveway and was in her car and Garland came outside and had just said, oh, she's just acting up again. She's just, she's making a big deal. Nothing's happened. You know, she's just pulling her same old shit. And basically, you know, just his side of the story is that she's freaking out over nothing and gone hysterical for no reason. And then it sounds like, um, at one point Jessica then comes out and talks to her friend And, you know, her friend had said, you know, I asked her, you know, about her, what had happened, what's going on, you know, let's go, we can leave, I'm here to pick you up. And she said she was there for about 45 minutes, um, just talking to Jessica, going back and forth and ended up leaving without Jessica. So who knows at that point, a lot of people did say too, that they got in fights all the time, like all the time, like almost every day. And it would be the, I don't know why I'm with him. I can't be with him anymore. I'm done. I'm over it. And then literally the next day, she would be back with him. I'm sure we all know people it's who... Like the tale is old as time. Oh, yeah. And and to be honest, my personal opinion is that comes from you um, 
you know, being miserable inside and miserable with yourself and, and always reaching out to the wrong type of people to bring into your life and negativity and you know what I mean? And, and she, she just wanted to, to me, it just seemed like she just wanted to be loved. And of course she is just finding it on all the wrong places for that. But anyways, so her friend left her and said, you know, that we're good to go or that she was good to go and that she wanted to stay and that she ended up not wanting to leave. And that she did say, you know, I, I was kind of overreacting. It was just our usual, like I said, the usual fights that they always have. Um, however, there has been, her mother has said, and you know, she's can be people saying things, but her mother has said that, um, in the past before all this, she has said a few times, like, you know, if something happens to me, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but if something happens to me, you know where to find him. You're like, you know who to go to. So there has been words of that. And I'm sure with having a physically abused and verbally, you know, emotionally, I mean, I don't know. I've never been there. Like I can imagine like you're controlled and, and, but in the moments of time where you feel like you're safe or you're not around that person, like you probably would say the truth and kind of tell about what's going on. Um, granted you do have a drug problem as well. That is going to make you make decisions that, you know, well, you're just going to make random decisions and not really going to think about life and just to get what you want out of that. So I think that had a lot to do with staying and staying there. Anywho, so that was Thursday, June 1st. And then Friday, June 2nd, um, the male woman, so not the mailman, I'm just kidding, but either way, the, po- the postmate. The mail carrier. The mail carrier, there you go, um, came across the body of Jessica um, she was in a kneeling position. So you guys would have to, you'll have to, you'll have to check out this photo. She was in a kneeling position. So basically your knees are bent and then you kind of sit to the side. So her knees are bent and it's like her feet are kind of out to the right side of her body and her left side of her shoulder and like face, she's propped up against the mailbox and she, what they could tell immediately is that she has a shoelace tied around her neck and around the mailbox it's so crazy i'm looking at the picture right now it is insane and i don't know there's only one i can find that you can actually see most of her face because they blur out her face and so i was going to talk about this a little bit because yeah you've got to kind of look at the picture so basically kneeling like kind of leaning up against like i mean i could i could see people getting too drunk and like you know you 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 kind of lean up against things or you do things but yeah it's basically like she kneeled and kind of sat and leaned against the mailbox her left arm is behind her, so her shoulder's more resting, and the side of her left of her face is up against, and it's like a big square wood post that's on the bottom of the mailbox, and it's like in a, I can't think of what that shape is, like a flag shape, like a triangle shape is what the post is below the mailbox. It's not just like a single pole. Anyways, um, so so a mailroom just comes across her, and she, oh, and her right hand is in between her legs, just kind of resting there. And her purse is right there in between her legs open. And that's how she is. She's just sitting there, propped there, whatever you want to say it. So of course, and I want to put this in there. This mailbox is the mailbox in front of the house that she was at in front of this Jesse guy's house. It is his mailbox. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've fallen asleep against things before, but I don't see how anyone could. I don't. I don't see how she could have done that to herself and actually died so, from it. So yeah. So this is. So that was like how her body was positioned. So the cops come now. We can kind of talk a little bit about that. This is one of those where the police department, the police officers, law enforcement, whatever you want to call them, 
just either didn't give a shit or whatever the case may be for that day of not caring about somebody dead. Um, they did not do, they did not, um, process the scene very well as in like all their cars, like even photo photos, you can kind of see like their cars are parked really close to her. Like there was really tall grass too, that she was sitting in. That's the other crazy thing. You guys, this is like, they didn't say a time, but they said later morning. So you know, and I was going to tell you how long, but like people, you would think people would have driven by at some point or something. I mean, they live kind of rural, more rural, like they have a lot of land and it's in Mississippi. So, but I mean, there's still, it's still a main road that people drive down. So anyways, that was kind of crazy. But so she's, yeah, she's kneeling up against the mailbox. There's tall grass all around her. Um, but anyways, they, they botched it where they just parked too closely. They didn't really, um, they were just touching everything. And so they processed the crime scene. They, and then she went back. They at, right away from the beginning said, okay, she died of asphyxiation. Um, and they were going just straight off of her against the post that the, that the, the shoelace around her neck caused basically lig ligature strangulation, but she died of asphyxiation. I feel like a shoelace would have broken or something so, if you had that much but weight. Have you been able it. to see the face part of it? You probably haven't found that photo yet. So listen, you guys. Yeah, but there's a part where half of her face is not, so you can see her right cheek. So that's what I was going to explain. Okay. So the way that somebody did this was they they basically tied two shoelaces together, or not at first. They, they wrapped one shoelace around her neck like a noose, and then you have the one string that goes up. Now, it's wrapped around her neck and comes up the right side of her face, and it is resting up against the right side of her cheek and the right side of her forehead, the shoelaces. And then it goes up over her head and is tied to the mailbox. So, and it's, it's putting more pressure and indentation on her cheek than it is at all around her neck. Like you can still see the string around her neck. Her hair's caught in it. Like her, it's not even tight, like around her neck. It's yeah. literally like she's placed, like somebody would pop you there, plop you there, and just hurry and throw that around your neck, string it up real quick, and wrap it around the mailbox and tie it in a knot. Because the, the two shoelaces were tied in a knot kind of like in front of the mailbox, like up against it. So it's almost like that. Like they hurry and created a noose, wrapped it around, put it around the mailbox, bam. And then you kind of just like lean her up against so, yeah, so that's what, that's what the, the thing is, is they're trying to say that she strangled herself. She killed herself against that mailbox. And the mailbox is only like, they were saying 38 inches high. Like that's what, three feet? Just a little over, yeah. Um, so that was another thing. But they just quickly processed, took it down. He said asphyxiation. About a month later, they said, you know, she died from the, that. She died from the shoelaces. She killed herself. And so that's the first little, like, wait, what is going on here? Like, and if you see the picture, like Jimmy is, it's like, you're, yeah, your immediate thoughts are that, how did that kill her or how that doesn't make any sense. And usually with ligature strangulations too, you guys, so it only takes about 10 to 15 seconds for most people to pass out when you're manually strangled or any type of strangulation. But ligature, I mean, you have to apply a lot more pressure and twisting motions and there is a, usually a lot more marks. You see people that survive. Basically, they said it's very, very, very rare for people to die from ligature strangulations as suicide. Because usually you're hanging. Right. So it's your body weight that ends up putting the pressure on the ropes or whatever you use. This type was like where you have to 
like they've seen it done before, but it's very rare. Like you, people wrap it around their hands, wrap it around their neck and somehow leverage themselves to where they're, they basically strangle themselves. But anywho, so yeah, it, it wasn't tight enough. There was no mark. There's not like any marks and that'll leave burns. That'll leave cut marks. That'll leave like, you'll see hesitation marks. So like as a person's trying to find the right spot is say they are trying to do it themselves and then they're going to, you know, find that spot. And then sometimes, they, anyways, it just went on and on. And people, they hired a private investigator. Her family did because, I mean, obviously that already in itself, they were just like, she didn't commit suicide. Like that is not, there's no way that she committed suicide. And then one of the other main things is the cheek too. They were like, with that pressed up against her cheek like that, if she was trying to kill herself, she would be more uncomfortable that the thing was like, literally, you know, pressing into her cheekbone. I mean, it's indented and in, indented. Yeah. Indented. You know me making up my word. You almost said indentured. Didn't I you? almost, no, I'm, well, I was thinking indentation for indentation, anyways, yeah. but it was indented into her skin. And, um, it makes sense. Like there's no way you would get enough tension around your neck. If you have that much tension on your face. And like I said, it makes more sense if you kind of look at the photo. Um, the other thing was, is she is in clothing that nobody recognized not saying that means anything but her family was like i've never seen her with that shirt or those pants she's also a girl that so they say that is always done up always has her makeup on you know has her makeup with her all the time she's always dressed really nice like no matter what granted again like i said some people who are living half lives or are living a separate life doing other things you might not know fully about them but um, they said even in these times, like she would be all dressed up. So she has no makeup on in that the clothes she was wearing were, was definitely not the clothes that she left with, um, that she was wearing that day at the house. They've never found those. They've never found like the original clothes that she went to the house with. Um, yeah, her purse is just, so her purse is late is in the middle of her legs and you can't see it in the photo, but that purse handle, like her um, strap, is actually busted at the metal clasp. So it's completely busted apart, and it's just laying there. And her hand's just kind of laying, not quite on top of it, but for me, it almost looked like, not that she was even alive at that, that. Like, literally, somebody propped her up, her arm was behind her, they wrapped that around, and then walked away. Um, the one other thing is... There was, I cannot find out what this text is or what it was said or official. Her son that's 19 says that that morning, however, he, June 2nd at 3.53 in the morning, he got a text message from his mother. And the coroner, when he found her, he said that she'd probably been about eight hours. So that's why I was assuming it was probably like maybe 10, 11 for the mailman or so. Right. Eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. 12. So maybe, maybe mid afternoon when they found her, because they said she'd been there for maybe about eight hours. Um, and so then they were like, okay, well, you know, did she send, send the message, whatever it was, and then did this to herself? Like it had to, or it's like, is she already gone? You know, it's, it's not, I don't know. Some people can do, doctors can kind of do whatever. I mean, it, depending on how much they want to do their job, um, you know, they just roughly are like, and eh, sounded like they just said, and eh, well, she did this to herself about eight hours ago. Move on. Like, that's how it seems. Right. And then, so, so a little bit on the house. So they've, they've obviously 
taking her down, taking her to the morgue. Um, they did not do a full autopsy. Um, but they did collect the items and everything. And then the house that they were at has video cameras on the house that work. One directly pointing at the person's mailbox. However, police officers never got a search warrant. According to the actual owner of the home, they never even asked him for the footage or if it worked. Um, he did have a few different stories himself. Like, you know, it wasn't working that day. And then the next time he said something about, um, oh, well, they did never ask me for it. So I'm not going to give it to him. And then it was like, oh, it was already filmed over. So he kind of had like his own stories about it. Mm-hmm. And from what I can gather too, they did not search warrant the house. So I know that she wasn't in the house, but she was out on their property and she'd been staying there for two days from what they knew, or maybe they didn't know quite yet because they found her shoes. Now her shoes were outside as you walked towards the house and they did not have their shoelaces in it. So it was determined that it was her shoelaces that were wrapped around her neck. Now, so there was no video. They never went and got the video. From what we can tell, there's been nothing more done with that. Like, as in interviewing him, they are not suspects. Her boyfriend's on a suspect. This neighbor's, they're not even persons of interest at this point either. Um, which, which I still is so hard for me to believe that like, okay, maybe you can't prove the boyfriend, but, but that person owns that property and her body was tied to his mailbox. Like there's gotta be something, but, um, so they kind of botched that and then, They also lost the shoelaces, so the police, their evidence does no longer has those shoelaces because they hired an investigator that was going to look into it and started looking into it, and a retired forensic psychologist started looking at the case, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he was giving his opinions, and of course, it's like what most of ours are, she was staged, like, she was definitely killed somewhere else, like, that did not kill her, Um, but they went to go look at the evidence because they're like, well, now, you know, this is 2017, this wasn't long ago, it's like... Well, since they didn't test it, let's go back and try to test them. Yeah, so they lost the shoes. Her clothes that she was wearing in the picture were burned at the funeral home, or no, at the medical examiner's office because they were given to the him in like a meta, in like a biohazard bag, and it was just like automatic protocol. They just like burned whatever biohazard came in. Like didn't even check, didn't even. <laughs> so they did did not have her clothes that she was wearing that day. Right. Um. And then all of her belongings, so they took whatever from the crime scene, her shoes, her purse, everything, were given back to the family that same day. So, like, and then they're trying to say, like, you didn't even test the shoes. Like, I want the shoes tested for DNA. Mm -hmm. Um, That looks like there's blood splatter on the bottom of them. Granted, she didn't have any, like, wounds that would go to that. What's weird is, is, yeah, so, and then he said there was also a partial autopsy that he found again you can there's no reports on it they did do a toxicology report um oh i should have brought that up too so she did have methamphetamines and xanax in her system high levels but not overdose worthy well that's what i was going to ask was did it say anywhere that she had like had a record or anything like that so no there's no history the police didn't know or as just like some crack crackhead that so no, she probably did it, and they and, didn't want to look into it. But they knew the people she was hanging out with, and they knew that guy. The guy Garland turns out he had a warrant out for his arrest in Tennessee for domestic abuse violence. Right. 
And so, yes, so that's what the family's saying. The family's saying, you saw her. You saw the house she was hanging out with. Um, I don't think she has any, like, I didn't, I don't think, I couldn't, I didn't read anything about her having, like, an actual um, record. But just that the parents had said that she had had some pill problems. So I don't know what those created. And maybe... But yes, that's what they're trying to say is that the way that it was, they were just like, and she tried to kill herself, move on. Like the, this, this person's not worthy of trying to figure out what's happened or what's going on. Like it, that's what they're trying to say is that the cops just made it seem like, well, she's a drug addict that nobody gives a shit about. Like we don't care. Right. Well, that's why I was wondering if she had a record. Yeah. Like they're, and, they're like, Oh, it was bound and to then, happen. Yeah. When you have your, your autopsy or part of it come back with that, you go, Oh, okay. Well then she was high off her ass and was like, fuck this. I'm going to do it. Now, the friend of the house owner, Jesse, he also comes back to tell other stories, which this is where I think, okay, I don't know if they get really high and that Garland guy gets so pissed off at her that he chokes her out and kills her. And then somebody's, you know, that's kind of my theory. And then they got to figure out, like deep down, I think they got to figure out how to prop her, how to place her and come up with some sort of story. Right. At the same time, however, I'm like, why at the front of the fucking mailbox in the front of your house? Like, you would think that you wouldn't want to run any risk, but who knows? You know, you're, you're high as a kite. Like, I don't know. He claims that after that friend left. So, oh, this was the other thing. And sorry, you guys, again, I'm all over the place. At 6 p.m. So the homeowner says that at 6 p.m., everybody that was partying at that house said at 6 p.m., she went outside, and this was after everything had happened with her friend coming and everything. She herself was saying that she was done with this and she was done with this life and started removing her shoelaces from her shoes, threatening. And Garland was like, ah, get out of here with yourself. Like, you're always talking that, you know, talking that nonsense. Like, the friend was saying that he just th threw it off his back and they weren't, they, they acted like it was nothing. Like she always says it's not a big deal, but that's when nobody saw her again from 6 PM on a Thursday night. Nobody saw her again until her body was found in the front of the mailbox Yeah, that's a little weird. at 12 PM. Like even I, they've got to be smoke. Maybe they smoke in their house. I don't know. I just keep thinking about, okay, drug users, you're going to be high using partying None of you go outside at any point in time for any reason. Um, nobody even decides that maybe you should check on her and where she went and what's happening. Like, what if you, you know, what if she's just high running around out front of your property? Like, do you want the cops? Like, I don't know. Like, all these scenarios go through my head of like, how in the fuck did not anybody? So again, that's yeah, where it, you're a liar. It's happened quite a few times. That's what they're saying. I'm that's what saying, the neighbors it, or the I mean, household is saying. I'm just saying it is. A yeah. logical explanation that if it's happened more than one time where she's kind of flown off her own little that handle, they they're like, okay, good, go. And then they just forget about her. You know what I mean? And yeah. if it's that late at night, you might not be able to see her body by the, by yeah. the mailbox. But it's also crazy that if they say she didn't die till like 2 or 3 a.m., 3 a.m., then that means from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., nobody ever saw – like she didn't call her family. She didn't talk to any of her family. She didn't get a ride home. She didn't call any of her friends. Like nothing. That's yeah. where it's suspicious. But she was also high, so. But, she, yeah. I don't know what she maybe, was up to. Maybe, maybe. I like hearing this side of it. Because in my brain, I just think, yeah, but she was still the type that would have called somebody hysterically crying and saying, okay, I do need you to come get me. Because that's what she did. They would get in fights. This would happen. She'd call somebody. She'd get high. She'd go off the, you know, rails. She'd call somebody. So, I don't know. So, so yeah. So, to each is their own on what they feel. It, maybe it's not something that's really that... You know, but just, I'm just hours saying you can, of... I can see both sides of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the family's upset, obviously, because 
she had a pattern of doing things one way, but you know, who knows if she was like super freaking high one night and just didn't follow that protocol that she normally did. Maybe yeah. she went for a long walk and then tried to go back to that dude's house and they wouldn't let her in. And then, you know, shit happened from there. I'm not saying she did commit suicide and I'm not saying that she was murdered. I'm just yeah. saying there's a lot of situations where, I mean, there's been plenty of times when I've had friends freak out and leave a party and I'm like, cool, see ya. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with you right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it was more of that. He didn't, you know, this wasn't brought up at the beginning or anything. This was like after things happen and this and that, then he's like trying to say, oh, well, she was out there threatening with her shoelaces and it's just coincidence that she's tied up with her shoelaces against the mailbox. Like, I don't know. The biggest thing that gets me is the crime scene photos. Like, I mean, we're, I'm not a medical examiner or body, but I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff and, and I've looked <clears> into those kind of things and that's very fascinated by even the more gruesome, gory parts of murder. Um, but there is no way that that right there. And even, even if she did it and killed herself and then let go and fell like the way she is positioned, it, there's, I don't know in my eyes. I'm like, there's no, there's no way that killed her. There's no way that that string around her neck and around her face killed her. I don't know. I could see it. Do you think that she was kneeling, like standing up and trying to pull attention and then that makes her fall? Yeah. I feel like she was standing up when it happened. Cause it's obviously, I mean, I'm trying to get back to the picture, but because it's, 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 it's tied at like the not even three foot mark. So you would have to get really low to the ground for that to cause tension or lean way far out. I mean, the way she's the way she's kneeling now puts enough tension on her neck to cut off, you know, cut off her blood supply to her brain for sure. Because the way it looks to me is they have it wrapped around the neck and then like it's wrapped around the neck one time and then comes up around the face and then hooks onto it. So there's like that extra leverage going around the head once and around the neck as well. Cause if you look at that picture, you can see the shoelace along the neck and then the other part comes up around the face. Yeah. Yeah. So like one part of the shoelace is up in front of her face and the other one goes around to round the post to the, where they meet and tie <laughs> is what you kind of mean too. No, I'm saying like she wrapped it around her neck or somebody wrapped it around her neck around the back, you know, so like there's tension on the neck and then yeah. it comes around and it's around her face and tied around the, the post. Yeah, but there's not a string against her left side of her face. That's because the left side of her face is against the post. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was weird how saying, it looks she, like one if, string. If the blood supply gets cut off from your neck, you're going to pass out. Yeah. And then if you fall, like it doesn't matter how how high off the ground you are, if you fall, the tension can, yeah. can kill you because you're your blood supply to your brain's cut off, you know? Like, yeah. They also said that she wouldn't have been able to tie the knot where it was. That was the other thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know how people are doing it. Cause I could do that right now with, a, if I had a shoelace, if you post. had that all the way around in that tight, you could lean up, tie it, and then make sure that was perfect enough to have enough tension to then kill yourself. I, it's just like, I you'd have could. to plan that out. I absolutely could to the do that. Tea. And I don't think, if it was, if, if she did it herself, I don't think it was on purpose or I don't think she like, you know, planned it out to kill herself. I think maybe it, like it was something if, if it was her that did it, yeah, I feel like she did it with the intention of maybe like, I'm going to freak these people out, you know, or whatever. And then it killed her. You know what I mean? Or somebody else did. Like I can see both scenarios happening. Yeah. I, I just, see, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see her doing, and it's not that like, oh no, she wouldn't be that type of person because there's all kinds of people out there that have committed suicide. And you would, you know, you say that like, oh, 
you would never think, or I knew them and we don't ever really know. I just am going off of like what I can see. And I'm like, I just don't see that. They said it wasn't tight enough around her neck to have caused that. Her hair's caught in it. So it's definitely not tight enough around the the neck. Like her whole right side's not even tight enough. Like that wouldn't be causing me any, causes a little bit of pressure on her left, but not enough to... I, it, it looks to I me like know. it's pretty tight around her neck. But, but her hair is just me. flowing. It's not really creased and kinked in there, you know? It's just barely laying on top of the hair. I don't know. You guys will definitely be able to go check it out and look at the picture. Please tell me what you think. Um, so they're, basically where they're at is um, it was still open, ruled, like I said, the suicide by asphyxiation, but it's still an open death investigation. Um, half the evidence is gone. They don't have her body because uh, the family cremated her. They thought that they had enough evidence and everything that they needed, and financially they weren't able to do, like, the whole coffin burial. So they cremated her. So now we also have no body. So that's that's their fault, too, then, if they jump the gun on cremation. Like, if they could have, like, done a little bit more investigative work or, like, called for it, they should have Well, just, but had, at that point... whole for a little while. I know, but I think they did. I mean, from what it looked like, they did for a minute. But but I think, I don't know. I'm not, obviously, I've never been in that position. And, I mean, you hear about this a lot where, you know, the police are there and they're helping and you have forensic people and they literally don't do their job. Not that you would know that. You wouldn't know that until the time comes of like, well, why weren't there swabs under this? Like, why weren't the shoelace tested? Like, why weren't any of these things? And then when you go back to look, well, they're not there anymore. So, right. So, no, there was definitely, like, I think we could have gotten a lot more answers if they would have not botched a few of those things. No, they definitely Because it is obviously it. all over the place. <laughs> they should have checked for the, the, the footage, obviously. Yes. They should have looked into stuff, obviously. Yes. I mean, they did not do their due diligence by any means. No. But I'm looking at this picture right now, and there's pressure on her neck, babe. Like, that could have killed her no matter if she did it or somebody else. Yeah, but her there was just, just no her, marks either. I don't know. It's her, really weird. It's indented into her neck right there. You can see it making a crease in her neck. Yeah. Like, that could kill somebody. Not Maybe not, like, cut off their airway, but that that's going to cut off both of their jugulars and carotid arteries and all that other stuff that feeds your brain. You will die from that if mm. you don't get up from it. I don't know. I've, I've just, I, I feel like it's not tight <clears throat> enough. I look at all these other ligature and you see like autopsy photos of people and it is embedded into their skin for it to be enough to like kill them. And like, or if somebody did it too, I mean, these were, these were more suicide people that actually wrapped it around their necks a few times were up and around a pole, like a tree. And then their hand was wrapped around the string, but it's just so very rare. No, and I you get would, that it's rare. You That's would. What I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, that's because true. Because that, you don't have to put much pressure on your on your jugular to or your carotid arteries to make you pass out. And yeah. if it stays that way, your brain doesn't get blood and you will die. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I think it doesn't that, have to suffocate her, or you know, it doesn't have. Well, to, she like, died of asphyxiation, so that's what that is. She died well, from said, the cut off. But they also didn't check anything else out. They well, didn't that's do what, and that's what I was just gonna say. Like they said, she died from asphyxiation, but they're like they didn't. There was no other things really. Like or, there wasn't the ligature marks. There wasn't burn marks. There wasn't anything, you know, scratch marks around her neck. Um, she did have. That reminds me, and I hate how I left some of this stuff out. I should have just kept to my thing. So the one and only other thing is on her arm from the top, on her left. So the left arm that was behind her, 
Now, I think this could be a couple of things, but she's got these weird marks up her arm. To me, at first, they look like some sort of like acid burn or like not even necessarily a burn because that would be like blistering. Like they looked fresh, but they're almost like seared into her skin. They're really weird. And it's not like a pattern pattern. It's almost like a splotch. Like, I don't know. I even go into maybe they're making meth at this house and like shit went sideways and crazy and, you know, and, and she is high off her rocker and somehow, you know, the, her de- demise comes. I mean, I don't know. I, I would think more along the lines of he got mad at her. They keep fighting. And then it just ends up coming to the point where he ended up hurting her. And then his friend's going to back him up. His friend's going to be like, yeah, I don't know. She was gone. It was done. She was threatened. You know, I don't know. Right. I just don't know how then you come up with the idea of, oh, well, let's tie her shoelaces together and hang her. Like, that is the hard part for me is if you did kill her and did decide to try to make it look like something else, like that is, I, I don't even know, like that's out there to think, okay, well, let's let's strangle her around and then tie her to our mailbox out in front of our house so that the whole fucking world can see her. Yeah, but so then I'm almost like, is will... somebody getting back at them? Or is, somebody, is there somebody else involved that's jealousy, rage? If they were the ones that murdered her, they probably were thinking, people are going to think this is a suicide, this is a great idea. You're... You're yeah. dealing with people that are high on some pretty fucked up drugs. I mean, like, I get that. I would think straight. that, they, but I wouldn't think they would even be able to think of that. Like, you know what I mean? They're usually like just they dumping the body in the of, backyard and walk away. They like thought they're of dumb. Wor- of way stupider ways to do it, and that was the best way to do it. Like, oh, she hung herself. Like, what could she hang herself from? There's something. Like, they're high. They're not thinking right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I can definitely. My brain goes really crazy with this one because then but I do think about how how brain. beautiful she is and how gorgeous. And then I think, well, wait, maybe there's something more deeper, darker. Maybe there's another girl. I guarantee that got there was involved. something deeper, darker that nobody knows about. Yeah, like, that I mean, she was obviously using drugs as well. They yeah. were as well. Shit went bad quite a bit. It's gonna happen one way or the other. Either she's gonna like end up leaving and being okay, or. She's going to keep going down that dark hole where something bad's going to happen to somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Either way, my thing is, is if it is, you know, somebody did take her life, it's just one of those where it's like, unfortunately, you probably could have had answers right off the bat to begin with and gone down the right path and that just didn't happen. And, you know, you just feel bad for these kind of people that if that is true, somebody did take her life that night, then, you know, like we always say, people need to, absolutely, people need to pay for that and stuff. The fact is that she was a mother. You yeah, know, and then oh, her daughter, kids. So yeah. Either yeah. way, it, whether it was murder or suicide, it does suck. Yeah, but and it would have been is, much like, better to have, have more known, info. We would have known if the cops would have done their their shit. Yeah, they didn't look at the the yeah. footage. They didn't take any crime scene crime scene. Like, or they didn't like you know take Does it, it off. It doesn't seem like yeah, and it doesn't seem like they, they went inside they that house. They at didn't all keep to anybody investigate. out of the crime scene. They didn't like they just yeah. didn't do their shit. So yeah, it was fucked from the get go, yeah. which sucks. But that's why that's why it leaves it up to speculation on everything because we just have no fucking idea what happened. I know, and it's ones like this that I'm like, okay, you don't fuck with cats, people. Can you please get on your computers? And start figuring this shit out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like I, after I watched that, I was like, man, you guys need to make like a vigilante crime team that's like behind the computers that like solves murders and shit. Right. So, anyways, it just, just, it's a big controversy because her picture, like, so Jimmy, yeah, like Jimmy's saying, that's what he thinks when he looks at it. I I'm went, just saying I can see it from both yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah. And I went the opposite. There's very much so people on both sides. Um, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I can see your guys' way. I could see where, of course, then she would want to display herself if she really was trying to kill herself because of these people, because she had had it and he was treating her like shit. Like, okay. And then maybe she would want to display herself like right then and there, you know? Um, but you know, it's just little things too. It's just weird. It's like her purse being broken just, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows where nobody saw her. Nobody's come forward at least and saying, Oh, I saw a woman walking around at night at midnight or 9 p.m. or, you know, I saw her out front of the house or walking down the street. Nothing. There's nothing. There's just her friends say they were all partying at the house. 6 p.m. came around. Everybody went inside. She stayed outside. And then they found her body in the next morning or the mill woman did. Yeah. So I also am just like, does nobody leave from 6 p.m. till 11 a.m.? I mean, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they're still partying, yeah. but I've been I to just, parties like that. People uh, pass out, fall true. asleep, don't wake up till one in the, one in the afternoon. Like, like I said, you're thinking about it with your logical brain. And that's one thing with like all the, you know, true crime podcasts that, that are out there is everybody talks about it and thinks about it from like, well, this is how I would perceive it. Or this is how I would perceive it. Like they don't, nobody ever takes into account like the other side. You know what I mean? And I'm definitely not like sticking up for either, either side whatsoever. I'm just saying like from, you know, from being in both worlds at one point in my life, I can see how, yeah, a party could rage until the break of dawn and everyone pass out and not see her until the next mo- the next day or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially I've had friends that have stormed out and I haven't seen them for days, but I never thought oh, yeah. shit, they might be murdered. I just, I'm like, well, they went crazy and left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but that's the thing is like, it's just that, it's just that both camps, you know what I mean? Like there's the one side and then there's the other side. There's obviously a right side, but nobody's ever going to know that because yeah, and nothing not, was ever done We're not going to know at this point. I mean, unless there's something magical, like her shoes are the only thing that they have left in evidence and her parents have them, but it's like, um, you know, if they're ever able, but you know, it doesn't sound like to me, I mean, this, this all has to be done privately in a sense, like they have to pay somebody. It's an open investigation, but until you come with cops to cops with some, until you come to them with something very spot on or whatever evidence wise, like they're not going to really look. So now you can pay all your own money to get testings done at labs and DNA and stuff. But I'm, you know, that's probably thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, which I'm sure they're not going to do. So yeah, it's one of those that just sucks. Shoes for everything, like no, 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 no. But at least something you could try. They would have needed her body, and they had it cremated. They would have. No, you would need a lot. The shoelaces. The shoelaces shoelaces were probably huge. Probably the contents of her purse, like something. You know what I mean? Like anything for fingerprints that they didn't dust for, like anything. Yeah, but they yeah. didn't do shit. No, yeah, and that, like I said, so that's it. So I guess they, yeah, technically you're right. They still have the purse. I forget about that. So yeah, the purse and all the belongings. Oh, oh, and the biggest one, because everybody's like, well, what about her cell phone? Like there was apparently a text reported at three twenty-three a.m. to her son. Right. So the claim is the phone is registered in her father's name, but it's in her, you know, it's in her name or whatever, and. The phone's code was changed. They said that they can't, they're not gonna be able to pinpoint if it was that exact night, but it's like her mom knew her code to her phone. But again, the Jessica could have changed it. Either way, the code is changed and they can't get into it, it's locked. Okay. But the phone company, because I'm sure the police have to be the ones that say, oh, we want a warrant or whatever they say to open her phone because that's not happening. Her phone has never been unlocked. I mean, that would, that would have to come from a judge. That's what I mean. Like, and, and I think because that they didn't, but they don't have anyone to suspect. I mean, they don't have any, right. They don't have anything. So. I'm sure they don't have any way to be like, I mean, 
which is another one of those things that it's like, and I know some people might not know anything about law, you know, crime, but it, it's hard. It's hard when you hear those things. Cause you're like, shouldn't that just be like an automatic thing? Like you found her dead body. You should no matter what, even if she killed herself, get into her phone. Like, shouldn't that qualify you to be able to get into her phone? But it's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. you got to have evidence and kind of proof that you're looking at it for a murder standpoint or whatever standpoint suicide. They're not going to look into those kind of things. But so that is one more thing that we don't know. We don't know any of the last conversations with anybody. Um, Like I said, I couldn't find anywhere and I did not hear in any of the other podcasts, like what the message actually said to her kid. Um, They did make it sound like it wasn't anything that was alarming, but it was just weird that it was three 30 in the morning to her adult son, which so anywho, all kinds of twists and turns on that one. But um, I think the picture is the one that just catches everybody's eye and it, it's one or the other. Yeah, I think people are immediately like, oh, hell no, she didn't do that. Like they fucking killed her and they're trying to cover it up. Um, but it's actually really good to hear your standpoint, too, because um, I just automatically go to skeevy people and abusiveness and this and that. But you're right. There is always two sides to a story. And, um, and I'm just the this kind is of, one we will <clears throat> never know about. I'm just the kind of guy that no matter what story it is, no matter what podcast I'm listening to, no matter what TV show I'm listening to, I always have that second brain where I'm just like, yeah, but what if like, this? what if you this know what went I mean? down? Or like, what if, I mean, yeah. obviously if it's a, if it's a cut and dry case, they catch the killer, the killer admits it, then obviously. Yeah. Or you know, if they find evidence <clears throat> that put this I always, telling. I still end up going like, you know, how how did he get to that point where he did that? You know, like my brain just goes the opposite way. But in these, you know, cold cases where nobody's, where there's multiple suspects possible, there's multiple this, that, or there's multiple stories, they always focus on the victim and their story and like why they wouldn't have done it or why they, you know, why they wouldn't have been in that part of town. But you don't fucking know. Yeah. You have no idea. You know what I mean? All of us have that secret life that, you know, we have that we have hidden away and stuff, and some are more extreme than others. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna admit something right now. Sometimes I read books, and it's really <laughs> fucking weird because no one would ever see it, and no one would ever think that. No, there is at me. always, there is but always. I'm just saying, there's always that second side to yeah. a story, no matter what, you know. And I've had friends that have committed suicide, I've had friends that have died. I had one of my best friends get murdered and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and if he wouldn't have, if, if the dude wouldn't have flat out been like, hey, you know, I just wanted to see what it looked like when somebody died, you know, and admitted to it. Like, I would have that too. be like, why the fuck was, was yeah. he up there? Why was he yeah. alone? Yeah. You know, with somebody else where he could have, you know, in, in a place that's obviously not safe, you know, you know what I mean? But yeah, the story was already put together and it was already confirmed by everybody. So I didn't have to do that. But in my brain still, I'm like, it's so weird that he was there at that time. You yeah. know what I mean? No, and I do get it. Yeah. It's just how I roll. I also think that I watch way too many of these and listen to way too many that sometimes I do get tunnel vision of like, well, of course it's the fucking husband. Well, of course it's the best friend. Cause generally all the signs do point to that. And maybe there is just lack of like one thing, but like everybody knows that that's what happened with this one. There's nothing like you don't, you have speculation of a parents who are now grieving because they lost their daughter and these, and these kids who no longer have their mom. And I can't even imagine what that, you know, um, and then you have where people were trying to say that, you know, she took her own life, that she didn't want to be around. So, um, yeah, it, it's, this one's, this one's definitely not a cut and dry and there's definitely not, uh, a, at least to most people like a official, um, I think some, 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 some business was happening. So, right. 
But uh, yeah, that's the first go around here. Um, I think it went pretty well. Uh, <laughs> I did get a little squirrely and <laughs> a little off my topic there, but hey, we're just we're going with the flow and learning with this. I hope you know to become better and wiser um, with it. But I thought you did fantastic. I think it went pretty well. Um, there is just so many stories out there that that was kind of hard for me too. I was down to crunch time, and next time I will be very much more prepared. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just a lot that I want to do and I was having a hard time kind of picking and choosing, but, um, yeah, it was awesome. It felt really good. And I like to dive into that and kind of be on that side of it. Cause yeah, no, it's definitely a great story. <clears throat> it's, it's unfortunate that nothing ever came of it or that, you know, that it's just is stayed where it's out. It's still good to get, you know, the word out. And I mean, it might save somebody else's life someday where, you know, if they're in that same situation, they'll be like, I should just text yeah. someone real quick and be like, this is at my exact location. Come right. Here or, you know, if you're <clears throat> in a situation where somebody's not treating you how you should be treated by any means, whatever that's all, any type of abuse or whatever you want to call it, you know, you, you do have choices and there are, there is help out there, but, but yeah, no, just all around all of it. Just want to make it aware. Like I said, it's, it's not that old 2017. So it's actually not been very long at all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you never know. Never know if somebody might come up. I, I what I did hear is, he took off to Tennessee, the Garland guy, cause, and then he had his warrant out there. So it did say arrested. Um, that was as of 2018. So I don't ever know. I'm not sure if he was ever jailed on that one, if he was found guilty. But, they're, yeah, they were looking into that. There was also apparently a homicide that came along with some things. But, again, there's just no... There's no real truth, like real things out there to be able to be like, oh, well, he did, or he is a suspect in something else, or this and that. It's just kind of left at where it was left at. I mean, yeah. you can't really go back. You're not going to be able to get video. You're not going to be able to. I mean, you never know. One day, do those someone, basic things, but you never know. One day, someone might come forward and do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or again, again, somebody might know somebody. It might come up in stories and stuff like that. Or yeah, you never know. I'm sure they're still doing what they're doing at that house, and I'm sure it's the same situation. So. All right. Well, good job. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for uh, taking over for a day. I've been yeah, been kind of tired, so it was nice to relax and just kind of listen for a little bit. Yeah, I was. It felt good. Like I said, next time I'll be a little bit more. I'll be more prepared. Um, and uh, we'll just keep rocking it and being fucking awesome. So always be fucking awesome. And, yes. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Yep. We will tired be tired kicking in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will be back next week with uh, an episode. Uh, it's it's the interview we did with Ashley, Ashley Neighbor. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yes, that one was really good. She's awesome. So it'll yes. be it'll be cool so to get that on air. So stay tuned for that. We love you very much, and uh, we will talk to you later. Yep, positive vibes and thoughts.